Escape Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another Youthscape Podcast with me, Martin Saunders, and on the line in Preston. <laughs> with me, Rachel Gunn. And I was having a giggle with you, Martin, because, okay, this is like, everybody knows I'm in special measures when it comes to technology. I've just taken a slurp of coffee and I've just learned, so I've just learned today, people, that on your headphones... There's a microphone that hangs down by your mouth. I actually did not realise So we may have got to the bottom of any sound issues involving hair and jewellery over the last few editions. It's all been about me. Amy, I'm so sorry. You have in me the most horrendous co-host with Martin. But anyway, I have got my little... I've got... I've Since lockdown, Martin, I have gone teacup and saucer for my coffee. Anyone else changed how they how they have their drinks in lockdown. I've become completely addicted to one mug. So I, I've got this one mug and it's, you can see it's a bit stained, but it looks like a Starbucks mug, but it's actually a Star Wars mug. So it says Star Wars coffee. And then there's a a really, really terrible pun on it. And the pun is, may the froth be with you. Oh, yeah. may the froth. We all know your love of eggnog, so yeah. it is may the eggnog froth be with well, you. There's no mine is a, for me. No, mine is, I'm quite obsessed about secondhand shops, and one of the biggest griefs of lockdown is I want to know when the secondhand shops are opening up because I adore them. Um, but I love getting like little bits of china, like 50 pence, like on the shelves at the back. Oh, yeah. And I like, I like a china that doesn't mix and doesn't match. So I like a cup and a oh, yeah. that I love that. I'm all about you that. Know, they call that something, don't they? Is it shabby chic? Oh, maybe. Shabby chic. Yeah, slummy mummy. Shabby chic. Love it. Is that what that is? I've no idea. Possibly. It sounds like a sort of poor quality romance novel. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. Anyway. That's the other thing I'm into in lockdown. Oh, really? (laughs) No, not so. I wish I was. Anyway, Martin, how are you? How are you? It's an interesting question. It's an interesting question because we have had some lows, haven't we, on the podcast? I think if you listen back and you did a bit of sound analysis, there'll be some moments when we were both feeling what I like to call in my old age a bit cheesed off with the situation. Um, and, uh, and, and today, I actually feel like metaphorically and literally the sun is shining. And, uh, and I feel a lot more optimism right now. Now, that's kind of natural because we've, we've sort of moved out of that first stage of you can't, you know, the sort of the measures that mean you can only go out for a, a one exercise a day and all that sort of thing. But it's interesting that just before, we're both so ebullient this morning because just before we started recording, you and I brainstormed a ridiculously exciting idea, which of course we're not now allowed to talk about at all. No, not allowed to say anything. <laughs> um, but, but just, it, it's interesting that the creativity feels like it's flowing a bit more now. And, you know, I don't know where you are listening to this right now. You may be in a bit of a low at the moment. I've definitely had those. But today, right now, I'm like, oh, actually, I can start mm. working with a bit more hope and anticipation about what might come next. Now, I don't know if that's a stages of grief thing or uh, yeah. could be something else, which I'll mention in a minute. How are you feeling today? Oh. Well, yeah, feeling good. I mean, one of the exciting things for us in the Northwest is that now that we're allowed to get in the cars and go somewhere for exercise, Blackpool is within reach. I mean, oh. nothing will be open. The slot machines won't be open. The Pleasure Beach won't be open. But there's something in the culture of the Northwestern person that is like when Blackpool is open, all is well. Wow. So I think that later on this afternoon, I might chuck the kids in the car and, uh, and drive to Blackpool and they, just stand and shout at the sea. We're here. Do they, you love shouting at the sea. 
sea, don't you? There's quite a lot of Rachel Gardner stories about shouting at the sea. I um, I other shouting. people would think you you were mad, but not not I. Um, <laughs> do do um do they have the lights on in Blackpool? Do you know at the moment? Are they kept the lights well, on? I I don't you know. I have no idea. Maybe we should go in the evening and go and find out. I don't know. The brilliant thing about Blackpool, which we have talked about before, is um, that every day is an excuse for a big party. So I'm sure when we get there, there'll be something. Blackpool Council have done something because they're just phenomenal. And interestingly, if you if you listen to the news the last few weeks, sometimes one of the chief scientists will mention places where there isn't much COVID nineteen activity, and Blackpool is one of them. And I don't know why, but um, maybe all the tourists are not there, and it's got long quieter but it's it's interesting isn't it so yeah so i think it's it's friday and i think we've come to the conclusion that fridays aren't what they used to be but you can still get your little teacup out and get your little coffee on and chat with your mates over the friends or friends friends over the fence or over zoom so brilliant maybe maybe friends is a thing have you thought about that you know like a friend fence like a, like that may be a thing that you professionally <gasps> You have to carry a fence around with you yeah. and then talk to your friend. On the fence. Oh, on the fence. You have just prophetically invented the next big product of 2020. <laughs> Everyone is going to be walking around. Forget the face masks and the, bl- and the plastic gloves. They'll have fences. Fence panels. I love it. <laughs> Available now from the Youthscape store. Oh, that that is hilarious. There'll be somebody with their 3D machine right now, their 3D printer printing one oh. off. Oh, I love it. Martin, what have we got in store for our beloved listeners today? Apart oh. from us waffling away. Well, I, we're going to waffle a bit more if you don't mind, but um, we have what got... We, talk about with them? we have got a couple of things. So first of all, we've got a brilliant interview from uh, with Catherine from Fusion, which is you, isn't it? That's you doing yes. the interview. Yes, uh, I'm not Catherine. I'm doing the interview, but yes, that's right. So that'll be um, that'll be coming uh, a little bit later on, um, and uh, a couple of little reminders probably to give you. Um, in fact, I'll do those now, just around research. So remember, um, we're doing regular research on our website through the three by three. So make sure you um, do that every week if you can, uh, and give us a picture of uh, what's going on in the youth ministry community during lockdown. But this week, as we talked about in the last podcast, we have launched the We Do God Research. And we'd love you guys to download and engage with that. I think it's really, really interesting. This whole, uh, we talked about it on the, last, on the last podcast, but this whole area of spiritual practices is a way of exploring faith with um, young people. I've seen lots of people go, oh, that's very exciting. It's quite interesting to see something new appear during this period. Have you had that experience, Rach, where like a TV show comes on or something and you're like, oh, They've made a they made a new series of this. I had no idea that was coming. Do you know, I've not really had that experience, and and not to kind of get my little violin and woe is me. But I think having at the moment, I, I'm not really sitting down watching anything myself, really. So, but I occasionally sort of catch something new on Netflix. But I guess what's interesting about the We Do God research is, on one sweet little way it kind of responds to the, the results of the, from the research that told us that actually youth workers don't want too much more stuff to help them with coping yep. with lockdown or help yep. them doing youth work in lockdown. And the nice thing about this research is actually this is pre-lockdown. This is stuff that we've been doing for quite a long time. And so it's really lovely actually to have a bit of research that is deeply relevant because it, because it is, irrele- you know, whether it's lockdown or not, this is deeply relevant, but it isn't about lockdown. So I think it's a brilliant bit of research to connect with because maybe the outworking of some of this is going to look differently, mm. but actually the core kind of challenge in there remains the same and is pertinent even more so now, I think, because of what we're going through. So, you know, that is really exciting. Yeah. It doesn't so- talk about 
a lockdown you can get engaged with it yeah you can you can download that uh from there's a sample for free that you can get from youthscape.co.uk slash research or you can get hold of the uh digital copy for five pounds or buy it for a tenner now i before we go to the interview i have personally exciting news to share um and uh, you don't know this is coming rachel so um uh i, I first of all i don't want to be that guy so i, I don't want to be that guy who wrote a book during lockdown okay but have you written a book during lockdown well i've just today finished my new book yeah i finished oh, it this morning oh, i finished that's amazing. <laughs> yes well so that's exciting so you are that guy that's written a book through lockdown well, but you still didn't you? Little caveat, I think I mentioned this when we did a live podcast at the National Youth Ministry Weekend. So that gives you an idea of when I started it. So it's, okay. been, it's been a good six months. And actually, I was nearly there. And then I don't know if any other people who, who write can I, uh, identify with this at all. But I, I found certainly in the first sort of four or five weeks of, um, uh, of this kind of period, I was able to write between two and three sentences a day, you know, max. I just couldn't uh, write at all. So it's, it's eased up. And I, I got up very early this morning. Our dog woke us up. This is a bit too much detail. My dog woke us up at quarter to five. And so my oh. wife got up and wrote reports for four hours and I finished my book. So, you know, praise the dog. Very productive. Very productive. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the book's finished. And it's called, uh, I mean, I think you know this already, but it's called We Are Satellites. And it is uh, not a coincidence that it's called that. So it is linked to uh, the satellites event that we are launching in uh, summer 2021. Uh, and it's a bit of a sort of a, it's actually an introduction to the Christian faith for young people. That's what it is. Uh, so you don't need to kind of engage with the festival in order to uh, engage with the book. It's a simple introduction to the Christian faith for young people. But uh, it's also a kind of a theory or a, um, a, a discipleship theology that sits behind the event and everything we're going to do. So I guess this is sort of me showing my workings out a little bit. So if you're interested in coming on that journey, maybe it might be helpful to read the book to see where we're coming from. Um, but yeah, so finish this morning. It's out in November brilliant oh that is so brilliant martin congratulations that Thanks. is wonderful that is wonderful so am i writing the forward for this well that's awkward <laughs> <laughs> moving on wow. i have already written every forward for every future book so it's already on it's good to oh. go <laughs> you know you I'm still sore that you wrote um, the forward for the last book, which was about a page and a half, and your name is literally like the same size as mine on the cover. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no time to write anything at the moment. So the only way I'm getting any writing out there is I like one sentence on somebody's book. Oh, yeah. well done. You are brilliant. That is so exciting. Thanks. So we can get hold of it. We can get our sticky mitts on that book in November. And what is so exciting is that actually um, – I, I, I find, I don't know if you find this, but I regularly have people contacting me saying, is there a good book, like a, a British written book, and not to dismiss any other countries, but is there a book, a UK book, that, is, that I can give to young people who are asking questions about faith? Like, what is it? And I think it's so great that actually you've written something that is directly coming out of a, an, a need. People saying, we really, really want this. So good on you. Yeah. Good on you. That is I was thinking this morning, I wrote the first one. I wrote, uh, so I've, I've uh, written two books for young people. We're going to move off this in a second. 
second, just in case this is starting to feel a bit self-indulgent. But I wrote one book for, uh, for Boys, The Man You Made To Be, which has been out for about uh, uh, nearly a year. And I wrote that really for my son and then for the, yeah. for the lads in my youth group. And I realized this morning that I wrote this one because of a conversation with my 12-year-old daughter who said, I just don't really get all this faith stuff. And I said, if I write, if I write a book for you, will you read it? And she said, yes. And so I've sort of written it with her in mind and with, with then the young people that I'm working with. So I think oh. there's something exciting about writing with real young people in mind. I think yes. it gives a, yes. a different dimension to. So I hope that comes through. I hope you like it. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, I'm going to say one more thing because it's <gasps> podcast related. Yes. Which is that beautifully, I needed to find three people who would a week's notice would read the manuscript for me and give me a bit of feedback. And so I, I actually turned to three podcast listeners and their oh. names are, I'm going to, I'm going to name check them. Yep. Name them. Uh, their names are Jen Coleman, uh, Stephen Mitchell, who we know uh, is a, mm. a, a friend of the show and also Stephen Fenwick, who uh, we did a, a podcast with as well um, uh, recently. And, um, and the three of them got back to me with the most amazing notes. So a massive oh, shout out and massive Jen, thanks to them. Steve, Steve. Awesome. Uh, it, it, I dodged a few bullets, I can tell you. Yes. No, it's really, and it is so, it's so helpful to, and it's, it's challenging to open up your work and let somebody else read it. So actually we yeah. do tend to choose people that we know will be critical friends. They, they won't just be yes people, yeah. people whose opinions we respect, but we also know we'll understand the process. So Jen, Steve and Steve, I hope you take that as a lot of love from Mr. Saunders. He didn't send it to me. He didn't send it to me. So a lot of love for you this, guys. This, is, <laughs> this segment's become quite uncomfortable. Right. Let's move on because you, Rachel, uh, a, fabulous, a fabulous interview. Um, do you want to just tell us about it? Yes. Well, um, we've, we've chatted with people from Fusion uh, quite a while ago because um, youth ministry and student ministry, there's a really important dynamic between that, just like with children's ministry and youth ministry. And actually, uh, we were sort of looking and seeing, like, who's doing this online stuff really well? And Fusion are gathering groups of young adults together really effectively. And they've had years of doing this, but they're kind of learning quite a lot and they're sort of upscaling what they're doing. And, and, and what I found so interesting in, in reading their website, before the interview, Martin, was some sort of quite interesting reflections they've had. And one of their comments is that as the church goes small, the church explodes in growth. And I'd never really thought properly about that. Um, and I think because often as youth workers, we're just trying to get through the weeks, we're trying to engage with the, you know, the 10 or the 100 young people, or the one young people that we have. But actually seeing this time as a potential for growth, not, not to say that's the only way to mark inadvertent as a success but I thought oh that's really interesting what they're discovering there now student ministry is different to youth ministry the young people are definitely a different stage in their life in terms of maturity and where they live and their expectations their life experience so there are some things that are vastly different but there's some really sweet nuggets I've used the word sweet a lot today haven't I? there are some really sweet nuggets that Catherine comes out with that I just think will really really resonates. She's also a fantastic leader and I just loved chatting with her. I just thought, I get so excited that God's raising up leaders like you, Catherine. So here she is. She's phenomenal. She's in London. Let's get to hear what she has to say. Well, I'm really pleased to be joined by Catherine, who is the regional team leader for Fusion in London. Catherine, how are you? I'm really good. Thanks for having me, Rachel. It's great to be on this podcast today with you. 
thank you. And, and um, some people listen to this like in the long distant future. But for those that are listening today, we are still in lockdown and you're in London, baby. So what is London like in lockdown? Yep. Well, a few weeks ago, there was a police helicopter that would fly over my house every, like twice a day, every day. And I thought, am I being targeted? Am I doing something wrong? But I think it's just the whole of London. But it, things have relaxed a bit now. I think people are in better spirits. A few more people going out on their daily walks when you walk out. Like there's a lot of smiles and um, on my street, all the neighbours are like wanting to chat for the first time ever. They've not wanted friendship before, but in this season, they're like chatting away on the WhatsApp group, we're sharing flour and bits like that. So it's, it's pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, You're and sharing I'm in flour? You're in oh, South yeah. Like to bake cakes, flour? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is very communal, isn't it? That is awesome. Um, well, I've got a couple of kind of lockdown questions for you, Catherine, because I don't know you. I've not met you before. And um, you are speaking to a bunch of youth workers who kind of, we think in sound bites and in illustrative points and very practically. So I want to kind of get you into the heart of these wonderful youth workers that are listening to you. So if you in lockdown had the option between just wall-to-wall Netflix or let's give you another option, gardening, like what what are you doing for a whole day are you a netflix girl are you a gardening girl oh i'm definitely a gardening girl and i kind of hate to admit that um but i've been out in the garden loads and i've planted summer bulbs but i'm one of those gardeners that has like no idea what the flowers are called no idea really what to do but just enjoy oh. being outside so i've got some orange bulbs that i've planted i don't know what type of flowers they are but they're orange how so beautiful that is amazing i have um two children one called daisy one called thomas and yesterday at the, on our little walk we found some very long stem daisies it's completely off the point we will get on to what we're going to talk about <laughs> at some point but i said to my son who's two these are daisies and he thought i meant as in my daughters he said no thomas is and I was just <laughs> get me giggling for ages there's now a little flower called a Thomas flower so you could name your orange whatever these flowers are you could name them Thomases couldn't you that would be awesome the Thomas flower so it is so good of you to join us and one of the things that we've been chatting about um through this season really as the youth ministry community is what it's meant for us to do youth ministry in a season of lockdown and a large proportion of us have moved our youth ministry online we've also had conversations alongside that about making sure we're still reaching young people who can't access who've got digital exclusion going on but you at fusion you've been doing this for a long time and i see on your website that you've been having some incredible impact in galvanizing students getting them into small groups online so we would just love to hear really your experience of doing ministry online and what we can learn from you so just give us a little kind of overview what are you what is fusion doing online in terms of supporting students in this season yeah so fusion exists to sort of equip the local church to do student work really well and so we've been talking about like doing small groups well in student communities for a while being like you need to meet with your friends and invite your friends in that don't know jesus it's in the small that that happens like god's mission is is from that place from small communities where they go out and invite their friends in you're the one who's going to invite and I guess when all this lockdown happened we very quickly um, within the week of it being announced just thought we can put this training online more than ever people need to know how to do small gatherings because you can't really gather 
200 on Zoom, it's really hard if you've got a big student group or big youth group to do a mass gathering and say, okay, we're going to talk to all 200 of you and you're all going to feel connected in. Um, it's really hard to have those intimate connections or to even think through how to do missions. So um, yeah, for the past month or so, we've been training um, students and the wider church in how to do um, online midweek communities really well. And have had some great stories coming off the back of these training sessions, just people stepping up to lead small groups for the first time, inviting their friends in that don't know Jesus, people reading the Bible for the first time in this season, students that weren't really connected into student works and were sort of on the fringe and on the back seat of church for the first time going, actually, I need to know there's more than life in this season. I need to know that there is a community. There's people that love me who have always been there, but actually I, I want to know God and I, I want to know these people who know him. Well, so it's been cool just to see that shift that people are, it's seem they seem to be engaging a little bit more. That's incredible. So you're seeing more churches take up the kind of call to reach students and to release them into leadership. You're seeing more students step into leadership. I saw on Luke Smith's blog on your website that one of the things he talked about, which I thought was so powerful, I'd love to hear your perspective on it, Catherine. He said, when the church gathers in small, it kind of grows like a wildfire. Yeah. Have you got some stories about that where you've seen that? Or what's your take on what yeah. Luke said in that blog? Yeah, I mean, personally, I've been doing student work in a local church here in southeast London um, for a few years now. And when I first started out, I thought the way to lead is for me to lead it and to equip the people who I'm leading. So I will give them content. I'll speak to them and like I'll run a group for them or whatever. I'll do these like big events that they can invite their friends to. And, and that's how their friends are going to come to know Jesus. And I think over the years and um, yeah, through sort of spending some time with God and like looking at Jesus's life and how he did. Um, um, yeah, how he lived his life. It's like actually the small is so important. And it seems like there was something in the small and Jesus gathering the small group of disciples to him. And then that's how the church exploded. So maybe we need to do that. And I had one student who, after coming to the Fusion Conference um, last summer, she came up to me and she said, I really want to start a small group. I want to lead it. Can I lead it? And I thought, yeah, okay, great. Go for it. I need to release more leaders. Let's, let's go for it. And so we started um, that small group and then another two started and we just saw loads and loads of non-Christian students um, come along and I think it was only through releasing her and then releasing others where I was saying you know what I don't actually need to have any control it's you guys you as the students you are the leaders you're the ones who know the people on the ground you know your friends you know how to love them way better than I do and it it's go for it um, and we saw in September, there was two of them from her college. Um, and by the end of December, she had 15 in her group. Ten of them weren't Christians. And one of her friends became a Christian um, through that term. And I think that's what we're seeing in this season, where more students are being released. And so where student works maybe once were big event based, they're now going, we're small and we're scattered all over, which is very biblical. And so we're seeing more and more friends, their friends that don't know Jesus were never interested saying, can I come? And they're saying, well, of course you can sign into the Zoom link. Um, so I think we will see more students become Christians in this time. 
What do you think it is about the digital space that means that more students more quickly will step into leadership? What, what are the barriers that have prevented them doing it before that means this space, that the barriers aren't there so much? It's a great question. That is a really good question. I think we are having to take more risks across the board. And I think overnight, every area of church had to rethink how we did church. And we sort of had to go to a blank slate and go, okay, we're going to have to rebuild and completely innovate. And we've never been through a time where we've had to innovate so quickly and in every area. And so I think even with student work, student workers and youth workers are having to go, right, how do we do this? How do we innovate? How do we start from the ground up? And I think the only way through and the only roadmap through is to release students to help pastor and disciple their friends because we can't, we can't look after 50 students by ourselves in a way we thought maybe we could have before because you can gather 30 in a, you know, in your church hall or whatever it is. And you can sort of feel like, you know, everyone because you can have little side conversations, but as soon as you get online, all of that is gone and you th- people will fall through the cracks if we don't release people to lead. Um, Up here in Preston, um, I'm involved with Preston Minster and we are a university city and it took me by surprise really the second week in realising how many of the students um, are still in maybe not halls of residence because those have been closed but those that can't go home still are or they're in private accommodation and their their flatmates or housemates have gone home so up here a huge number of our students are in isolation alone or the opposite end of the spectrum are international students um, who should be back home in India or Nepal or wherever they're from are kind of in overcrowding situations 10 or 15 of them in, in a flat and I think it took me quite a slow time to realize how extreme the experience of students are is that do you think that's replicable around the country that that a number of students actually are having quite different experience of lockdown so maybe the rest of the population are having yeah definitely I think some students are in the position where they're moving back in with mum and dad and they haven't lived with mum and dad for three years they've just graduated (laughs) they're thinking ah I haven't got my ceremony I'm not able to say goodbye properly everything happened really quickly I'm going to get sent my degree in the post and I'm living with mum and dad and I can't apply for jobs. So there's that. And then there's the students that have, yeah, stayed, that have chosen to stay, that they said, actually, I want to stay with my flatmates. I want to stay here. Um, Anna sharing Jesus with her flatmates. I know one of my students, um, he's got his flatmates on Alpha, online Alpha at the moment because he's just with them. And um, his friend said on the first week, yeah, we've just been having chats till 4am every night about Jesus because we're just all stuck in here, aren't we? And think, wow, that's a great experience. And then, yeah, you have the international students that couldn't get home or couldn't afford the flight home. And so now we're stuck here um, for we don't know how long. Um, so I think there is a really varied experience in the student world of trying to figure mm. out this time who they are, what they're going to do next and yeah. how to navigate yeah. the change. And I guess, as you're, you're saying, this is an amazing opportunity, really, for students to, to step up and be released to lead, but also recognising, actually, the experiences they're going through maybe is opening, well, opening the whole uh, country up to bigger questions about, about God, about life, about faith. So it does seem like a, a kind of a, a perfect storm. We, don't, we would never wish this on the world, would we? But it's interesting how this perfect storm of, for student ministry means you're seeing incredible growth and opportunity to reach people with the gospel, which is amazing. 
amazing. Now, what's really exciting that I love a lot is the is when student ministry and youth ministry does some lovely joined up segues. Because I think years ago there was lots of talk about the kind of the cliff, wasn't there? That that young people would kind of go through youth ministry, get to university, and fall off a cliff. And and I'm sure there's still elements of that happening. But I'm so excited about the way that now we can work together and 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 see young people uh, thrive, whether it's university or working or apprenticeship or whatever it is. That they don't drop off and they hit 18, 19. So talk to us, Catherine, about a really exciting project that youth workers can get involved with. Tell us about it. Yeah, so we're doing prep for uni online at the moment. So we're saying this is open to all youth that are going off to uni um, in the next year. They can come and plug into these sessions. And the whole point of it is to prepare them for university. So we're thinking through, let's not just go into university sort of like, well, let's just hope it goes well. Let's go in with intentionality. Let's see ourselves as missionaries on campus. So we want to leave a legacy on our campuses. We want to really see our campuses transformed for Jesus. Um, and we want to get plugged into local churches. So that's what we're helping um, youth workers with, just that transition. How do you send your students really well? How do you connect them in um, to local churches across the country? So we've got an app um, called Student Link Up where youth can put in where they're going to uni and then they it comes up with a list of all the churches they then can chat to student workers um, and find out a bit more about the churches and then decide um, where they want to go so we talk them through that app in these sessions but yeah we're doing these sessions um, for the next few months every week so you go through a few days of this preparation so if you're a youth worker um, and you want to sort of send this on um, to your youth you can go on fusionmovement.org slash online training um, and you'll find it there. That's so brilliant. I guess I I can only speak for myself, really, but I know that with lockdown and everything, I'm a little bit discombobulated most of the time, and I've sort of almost forgotten where we are in the academic year. And I think young people going off to uni is slightly catching me by surprise that, yes, of course, they're beginning to get their places, and actually they're thinking about where they go next. And this is a really prime time for youth workers to be thinking, how can you prepare young people really well for the next step? So that's really exciting. I would really recommend getting on the blog as well, because Luke Smith's article is absolutely fantastic and I think Catherine I think a lot of youth workers we share your experiences I think one question I have to ask you is are you finding digital burnout because a number of youth workers we chat to are finding that either it's working really well and young people are really engaging or young people are beginning to kind of say look adults have now infiltrated this online space and I don't want it anymore and I'm doing my schoolwork online and so some are kind of saying no I don't want youth ministry online so are you finding a little bit of that wrestle or is that not quite what's happening for students maybe they're in a different headspace what are you finding yeah I think um yes and no I think students are used to doing a lot online so the transition for them wasn't as stark they sort of were doing a lot of online submissions anyway um a lot of their lectures may have already been recorded um and um they're used to spending a lot of time on the internet but I think the introduction of zoom calls and all of your community being over the screen I think yeah that is tiring out the student generation as it is all of us I mean it it takes a lot more energy to read people's body language over zoom and connect with people you don't get that intimacy as easily as you would in person and so yeah there's definitely although there are exciting opportunities in this time and I think yeah God is really doing something and I am excited there's 
there is pain in this and it is hard as well. And this isn't, yeah, this isn't how it should always be. Like, mm. I can't wait to get back with my students and just give them a hug. And I think that's what they feel as well. They're like, we just want to hug each other. Um, so I think, um, yeah, that is a challenge. Although we normally at this time of year, the students start um, going home anyway. And so we, so we sort of lose them over the summer mm. or else now we are sort of connecting with them in a way we wouldn't have before. So that's an opportunity. But yeah, there's definitely burnout from being online. I, I feel that in me, I'm having to put in boundaries of, okay, if I'm on Zoom in the evening, I've got to make sure this Zoom calls here and that one, I'm not going to do that one. Um, it's just figuring out those sustainable rhythms, isn't it? Oh, that's fantastic, Catherine. That's so good. And uh, I've not, can I just say, everybody listen to this, I've not given Catherine any warning on any of these questions. This is just so brilliant. It's just coming out of your heart and your experience. So one last question. Um, on this podcast, we've been kind of plotting a little bit, the kind of the journey through lockdown. And sometimes Martin and I have kind of done this in the depths of despair because we're homeschooling our kids and we're doing youth ministry online and we're trying to you know, do a bit detached youth work a little bit secretly so we don't get caught, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and sometimes as leaders, we feel like we're really thriving, don't we? We feel, actually, yes, of course, this God is still with us and it all looks different, but that's all right. And other times we just feel a bit overwhelmed by how different it is and how disorientating. So just a little lockdown life lesson for you. Like, what have you found? And it could be something, I mean, it's all spiritual. So you could be planting your bulbs and that's as spiritual as saying praying. But what are you finding is helping giving you a little bit of, rhythm and routine that is enabling you to kind of move forward what, what's what's been helping you in lockdown there's lots of things that are helping um yeah some more spiritual as it were than others at fusion we do a prayer meeting every morning at 9am and then we do afternoon tea at three um so we have a giggle at three and then like some heart to hearts at nine that is so helpful as a rhythm because then i know i'm definitely seeing team at nine i'm definitely seeing them at three and then like there's things in between um and then just personally i think in the first week i had some people in my midweek community um, like drop off baked goods and other things like through the door or little notes um, and that has been so helpful just like being able to regain some control over like how I communicate with people and how I connect with people actually I can bake I can write letters I can send people letters still um, and so yeah I was even blessed today a friend um, sent me a letter in the post with a little wooden thing that she'd written on I thought oh that is just so wonderful and helps me feel so connected to friends so I'd say keeping up friendships and being creative in how I connect with people has really kept me going in this time Wow, so powerful. I love what you said, feeling some sense of control in the communication. I've not heard anyone say that before. And I think that's, that's really resonated with me, a sense of, although a lot of this has been enforced upon us, we need to do Zoom, we need to do Skype, actually feeling a sense of control. But my natural, react, my natural way is baking a cake or writing a letter or sending a pigeon or whatever it is. So, Catherine, that is brilliant. Such wisdom. So if people want to get hold of Fusion stuff, it's www.fusionmovement.com. Is that right? Otherwise, you find some interesting oh. devices. Yeah, brilliant, <laughs> wonderful. Um, and do check out this um, preparing students for university and the student link up. Anything else you want to promote or flag up, Catherine? Anything else? <laughs> no. 
That is no, it. Brilliant. You are wonderful, Catherine. <laughs> well, it looks like it's nearly three o'clock, so you've got your, your, your afternoon tea slot. So God bless you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Great interview, Rachel. Fantastic. Do check out the work of Fusion. Um, we are not going to say very much else um, today because, quite frankly, this is the second podcast uh, of the week. And so, on that, we just wanted to um, we just wanted to check something really with you. It's a little vulnerable moment. I feel like we're making ourselves very vulnerable right now. Yes. Um, but what we'd love to know, we know that people really appreciated having uh, a couple of these every week during the first period of, uh, of lockdown. We wonder whether people have had enough content now and would like us to go back down to one. Um, and so we're only, you know, we're only doing two because we th- thought that was what you wanted. So if actually that's still helpful, we'd love to know that. If actually, do you know what, just one would be fine, um, then we'd love to know that too. We won't be offended in any way. Um, and so I think there's going to be a little vote on, uh, on our social media over the weekend. So if you okay. wouldn't mind just uh, clicking can on, <laughs> you can absolutely. Uh, who gets it? No more, no, zero, zero each week. <laughs> and uh, and then um, and then you know if also if you want to let us know anything you think is working mm. or not working, um, then you can always email us uh, podcast at youthscape.co.uk. But let us know whether you you think uh, one of these would be fine, or whether you're still enjoying two, and we'll keep doing two if that's what you want. Um, the other thing I was going to mention was, and I, we don't do this very often, um, but it was also really helps other people to find the Youthscape podcast if people write reviews. Ooh. So on like Apple Podcasts or on whatever yep. podcast provider, if you have the facility to write a review um, and you like the podcast enough to actually be motivated to do that, um, then, then would you mind just spending, you know, like two minutes writing a little review because that will help other people to find it. If you hate the podcast, don't worry about it. That's absolutely fine. You don't need to <laughs> Get do it. Get your hands off the keyboard. <laughs> but if you do enjoy the podcast, uh, yes. it would help us a lot uh, yes. if you would write us a review on yes. iTunes. This, you could podcast. write, this, this is a podcast. It's about youth ministry. Like that, that, that would yeah. work as well. I remember once being sent a manuscript of a book and I wrote, my recommendation was, this is a book. It's about whatever it was about. Wow. I think they obviously got no other commendations that went on the back of the cover. I was like, surely they won't put that on. This is a book. It's about X, Y, Z. So, uh, so I, you be warned. Even if you write that, you might end up uh, as our number one fan. Yeah, the one super fan. Oh, family and wonderful. Yeah, that's right. You'll be our super fan. But Martin, um, I have to say, I have really enjoyed it being able to do this twice a week. Because I think for me as an external process of being able to kind of check in and chat about this, but we don't want to kind of just be doing this for our own benefit. Like this is not about us just kind of meeting our own therapeutic needs. So we generally want to be serving you, our wonderful friends in the youth ministry tribe really, really well. So if you have a few moments, get a nice cup of coffee in a little bit of shabby chic mug or whatever, um, and just let us know what you think. We would so appreciate that. So I think I'm off to now get my children actually dressed and unplugged from screens and maybe down to Blackpool. <gasps> what are you doing for the rest of the day, Martin? I think I'm going to go to bed because my dog woke me up yes, at quarter to five. <laughs> That's well, there, there you have it. The exciting things in Preston and Rygate. Lots and lots of love to you wonderful people. Bye. The Youthscape podcast is free and it always will be free, but you can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash youthscape.